the revelations continue to trickle in about the Sri Lankan terror attacks. One report indicates that among the suspects who perpetrated the bombings are two women, one of them seeming absurdly young. At least two were from very affluent families. Another brings out a damaging admission by Sri Lankan authority that the planning of the attack had been going on for months, a revelation that is likely to lead to considerable political repercussions. And finally, the most recent news is of ongoing investigations into possible sleeper cells in South India, particularly Kerala and Tamil Nadu, that are related to the Sri Lankan attack. This is disturbing to say the least. This investigation is probably on that preceded the Sri Lankan attack, but has been accelerated by several factors. In the first instance, neither of the two states is a stranger to the Islamic State's activity. In Kerala, the investigation started even before 2016, leading to arrests in Coimbatore of several young persons and a prominent recruiter of ISIS. In the sense, arrests in Tamil Nadu were more of a spillover of the Kerala module, but it was dismaying nonetheless. In that year, some 14 persons from Kasargore but working in the Middle East were known to have left for Afghanistan and then joined the ISIS. One important member of that module was 25-year-old Habib, who was a recruiter, and was caught just three months ago. It seems that Habib and others of his ilk were doing their job well. Since then, other modules have been caught, including one three months ago in Delhi, NCR, of a group of young men all in their mid-twenties. Another group was detained recently in Hyderabad, what began fitfully in Kerala, where the group included a 25-year-old woman called Shamshia Kuria, has spread to other states. The profile is similar in terms of the age group, as are the grievances and the sense of identification with the Islamic State. But here's the difference. Where earlier the cadres were moving out of the country to serve the ISIS, the Harkat ul Harbe Islam, the Delhi-based group inspired by the ISIS, had turned inwards. It was not going anywhere at all. It meant to target India. In the second instance are the accelerating factors that will characterize the ongoing Kerala investigations. Some of these are now common knowledge. It is accepted that the warning of an attack in Sri Lanka came from Indian authorities. Clearly, there are links that may include or emit from the Indian nationals living here or elsewhere. Second, it appears that the main ring leader and suicide bomber of the Sri Lankan terror team, Malvi Zaharan bin Hasim, was in touch with persons in both these states with the aim of creating an Islamic federation. His motivational videos spewing hatred were seized from the Coimbatore module, a case that is more than two years old and particularly centers around Kannur native Abdul Rashid Abdullah, who left India at the time. Those investigations have uncovered more leads as cyber experts unearthed deleted data from hard drives and followed hundreds and hundreds of Facebook posts. The sum of all this is that there is a clear and present danger. India has been accustomed to adopting a rather superior tone in the face of severe ISIS activity elsewhere. That narrative has been one where phrases like second largest Muslim population, Sufism, tolerance and secularism jostled with each other into an enthusiastic argument. Indian authorities were merely thankful that ISIS recruitment was minimal without being entirely sure why it was so. This is changing and it does not take an analyst to understand why. True total numbers are still few compared to countries in Europe or even Australia which have a minuscule Muslim population, but they are there. To know the reasons for this, just listen to any of the election speeches from all sides of the political spectrum. Suddenly, religion matters whether it is the majority or the minority. It seems that terror and politics have become so intertwined that for each, to quote a French philosopher, war has become politics by other means. That's what the war on terrorism by George W. Bush was about. That's what it is still about. Watch the news.